The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome, everybody, and thanks once again for joining us on The Open Door. This is the online voice of The Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And our focus today is on elemental life. And a lot of you have written in asking for this topic to be covered, so we are acceding to your wishes. So we today are covering elementals. And joining us to discuss everything elemental are Reverends Nerly and Peter Duffy. Now, Nerly's an old friend. She's been on our show many times. I think Peter, perhaps one Once. time, Yeah. this is the first time they're joining forces to help us out. So what I want to do is set the table today on elementals. We're going to follow this order unless the Holy Spirit decides otherwise. <laughs> will be uh, earth, elemental life of earth, air, fire, and water. And I want to kind of paint with a broad brush. Um, Mark Prophet um, was once asked to define, in essence, what elemental life is. And he said, Ele- elementals are the sustaining intelligence behind every manifestation. So on that note, let's start out by maybe talking a bit about what are elementals, and uh, where can we find them? And I'll throw that to you. Any, anybody okay. wants to take that one? Well, one important thing is what you just said, that there's four different types of elementals which mm-hmm. correspond to the four alchemical elements. It's fire, air, water, and earth. And, and the elementals of each of these kingdoms actually have quite different characteristics. And just like you think of you know, earth as, very, uh, as heavy and dense and fire as very lively and, and uplifting. <laughs> and so... Uh, the elementals actually have the characteristics of these elements themselves. So, um, talking about the earth elemental first, mm-hmm. I'm assuming from what you just said, they're probably the densest. I also understand that they're very numerous, billions yeah. upon billions of these billions. little yeah. N- gnomes. Yeah. 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 Well, you're right. The gnomes are the nature spirits of the earth. The elves and leprechauns apparently fit in that category. Ah. So, if you've seen Lord of the Rings and you've seen the elves, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh-huh. you know where they fit. And okay. there's and there's oh, um, it's the um, Gimli and, and it's Gimli. It's and Gimli. they're mining in the earth and, <laughs> and they're you know. And they're um. taking care of the minerals. Uh-huh and the actual earth, and so they have an incredible job to do. I mean, as we get into the program, I think we're going to be amazed at what these nature spirits do for us and what they can do and how we can work with them. But the gnomes are really uh, very special. Mark Prophet actually uh, described them. He said they're very blithe and sprightly. They're very fast, even though they're kind of dense. He said, you know, the, the picture of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs okay. actually does a really good job of representing what a dwarf really looks mm-hmm. like or a gnome looks like. They're short, they're puckish, they're impish, and they're not always exactly what we think of as attractive. They're not the prettiest. They're not the yeah. prettiest, but well, like, they're very like Gimli also, you know. Yeah, and, 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 who is not. Well, yeah. 
where do elements... But they're really solid. Yeah. Solid the, character. Uh, of the earth. <laughs> of the earth, yeah. yes. Earth and earthy. Where do elementals fall in the scheme, the hierarchy of creation? Well, there's basically three different categories of, of beings in, in the universe. There's uh, the angels, of course, which mm-hmm. we all know about. Um, there's the sons and daughters of God and, and the ascended masters and the cosmic beings who are in the kingdom of uh, overall the sons of God. And then there's the elementals who look after... Uh, the physical universe, all the planets and the elements and uh, the whole physical universe. And so the, um, what will bring in the golden age is actually cooperation amongst all the kingdoms. And this is actually something also which I see in Lord of the Rings. If you ah. look, look at the battles in Lord of the Rings, mm. the, the elves are you know, archetypally like the angels. They're more ethereal. More ethereal and they're yeah. kind of somewhat, somewhat immortal and Somewhat immortal. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember what the exact know, the, theology of Lord of the Rings. And, and then there's the Sons of God, you know, which is Legolas and all these guys. And then yeah. there's the gnomes. And, and they all work together to defeat the force of darkness. Yeah. And we're told that's what will bring in uh, the, the golden age on earth, is when all three kingdoms work together. Well, and I, I guess, you know, we've already alluded to it a couple of different ways, but who are the elementals intended to serve? I mean, they're serving the earth, they're serving life, right. but is, is there any mandate that they serve us as we know angels do? They, they are required to serve mankind. Um, they would also serve a- angels and ascended masters too, but they actually rely heavily on us to give them assignments and to work with them. And they're probably the least know, well-known in, in one sense of the, of the kingdoms, and they're, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit lower than the angels in, in, um, in the, the hierarchy, the, right. the ladder of being kind of thing. But they're very, um, they're very important. I mean, they're, they're probably even in some ways more important than, than sons and daughters of God because if you don't have the physical platform that we have, the earth, um, the seas, the oceans, the air, everything that's on it, the mountains, the, uh, the trees, the, the birds, everything that is needed, um, we don't even have a platform to evolve on. We don't even have a way mm-hmm. to balance our karma and to make our own ascension. So they're pretty crucial. Well, I think this is a topic that we'll weave throughout today's program, mm-hmm. and that is the challenges that elemental life faces, the, the burdens that they're, they're given. Um, we, we've understood from the teachings that the elementals had no burdens upon them at all when they were originally created, and when we were in the... Garden of Eden, or where we were in that state of um, union with God before we had descended into any density, everything was in balance. Then when we left that divine estate and descended into density, we brought our karma with us mm-hmm. as we created it, and that became the layer upon layer of burden on the elementals until at such point where they can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can talk about that now, but I think it'll come back as we yes. talk about each of these you know, levels of elementals mm-hmm. that... There's a limit to what they can endure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, we want to say. And they're at the limit. Well, they're at the They've limit. They've been at the limit for a while. Well, we have a small <laughs> book, and we're going to promote this book throughout today's show also. It's one of our pocket guides mm. called Is Mother Nature Mad? And it begs the question, looking at all the cataclysm and chaos in the world, in the elemental kingdom especially, with storms and catastrophes and other things that are happening at an you know, alarming rate, they're letting go. And when they do, as I think one of the great masters said, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Mm. So, you know, at some point, if something's going to happen, we can pray all we want about it, but we still may be 
on the receiving end of some pretty nasty weather, if not yeah. other things. You know? well, let me throw this in there because this was a question of mine, and maybe it's a, maybe it's a combination of both, but in, in studying the material before the show, um, the elementals can, uh, can shuck off this negative energy in, in let's say, manifesting as a, as a hurricane or a tornado or They're something like that. They're not required to bear it. They're not required to bear it anymore. But then the, other, the flip side of that coin, when that energy happens <coughs> on planet Earth, could be uh, the, the doings of black magicians who have imprisoned elementals. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, can you clarify maybe the difference between those, Peter, or narrowly? Uh, well, w- one interesting thing I think about that, uh, you know, the Indian Ocean tsunami, you know, it mm-hmm. was hundreds of thousands of people were killed, but the two places which were most affected by the tsunami were places where there had been long-standing civil wars, was Sri Lanka and Aceh in Indonesia. Oh. And, and in both places... What's very interesting is that the civil wars were kind of resolved not long after that. It's almost like oh, the, the, the hatred, the anger, and the, uh, the people have been putting out for generations all came back to them, and, and they realized you know, it was kind of like the wake-up call. Oh, and that's what often these natural disasters and, and cataclysms are. It's a wake-up call to people to realize you know, we have to, we have to you know, rise above this, love yeah. one another, and, and work together. Well, you know, when we look at the various elements that cause these burdens to increase, obviously, violence, hatred, oppression, depression, despair, mm-hmm. despair ignorance. Despair is a big one. And, yeah. you know, they accumulate unless we make the effort to relieve those burdens. Yeah. And one of the things, again, we'll be saying this throughout the show, we have the ability through the, by God's grace and with the violet flame, to mitigate some of this burden and we can do it without huge numbers of people, but you know, a dedicated focus of the violet flame on these various issues, one of which we've talked about many times in this show, but it's a huge burden on elemental life, is the burden that's born, that they carry for life itself. You know, mm. That abortion mm. creates yeah. uh, an incredible weight, mm-hmm. the density that at some point the yeah. dam's going to break. And we can mitigate to some degree the yeah. effects of that, but I don't... Well, that's what I like about this book. You know, the subtitle title is, is Mother Nature Man, but the subtitle is How to Work with Nature Spirits mm-hmm. to Mitigate Natural Disasters. And that's something that we can do. And, and Mark Prophet taught that. And many people understand about the nature spirits and working with them. And if we learn to work with them, there's certain keys that we can, we can talk about here. Indeed. But it's, it's, um, it could be the huge game changer that we're all looking for. Yeah, I, I remember one, one example we had. We were uh, in Australia one year uh, doing a summit university seminar there. And Australia was, uh, had 10 years of drought, the worst drought they'd ever had in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, farmers were losing all their livestock and uh, incredible suicide rates in the country towns and so on. And we just decided since we were there and we had you know, 30, 50 people there, Let's go to work on the drought and to work with the elementals. So we taught them about working with the elementals, sending elementals love, sending via flame into the situation, and um, communing with the elementals. Yeah. And you can send, it, send them thought forms, tell them what to do. So you have the thought form of you know, rain over the country. And we just asked them to work on this for uh, you know, the five days. And a couple of days later... Um, it just rained across the whole continent. <laughs> I mean, you look at the weather map, it was just rain from coast to coast, including all through the desert in the middle. Oh, and some places were floods. You know, they had uh, places hadn't seen a drop of rain for seven years. It suddenly rains and there's floods everywhere. But uh, little kids who are seven years old never seen rain. Wow. And, um, 
And uh, needed more rain. Uh, and, you know, the, the scientists said, well, maybe this is the end of the El Nino and maybe it was a coincidence. But I think it's an example of uh, what a few people with the spiritual tools can do working with the elementals. Well, I think this is very important because a lot of times we feel powerless yeah. in, in the face of just the sheer numbers of things that we're up against. It can be daunting. Yeah. So it's good to hear that because, you know, 30 to 50 people working, you know, dedicated prayer warriors can change the world. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Well, before we go to a break, let's kind of come back to the subject of mm. the gnomes for just a moment yeah. and kind of maybe f- f- round that one off. Because you, you mentioned something narrowly about they are in and of the earth. Yeah. And so the precious metals. Yeah. And we've, you know, we've had shows about gems before. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're connected to gold. Mm-hmm. And other precious metals. They're connected to crystals, crystals in, the in the earth and gems, yeah. gemstones, etc. Diamonds, I suppose, whatever. Yeah. It's interesting to think of them in the billions that they are holding these forms, which are also considered life forms. Even though a crystal is a very slow-moving life form, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still... So I mean, but but it's also the the actual earth itself, itself you know, yeah. that you plant things in and you and you build things with and the interesting thing about them that I, I thought was fascinating is that they can actually interpenetrate the earth. Yeah. Just like we walk through the air. They can actually walk through the earth. They prefer not to because it's harder to get through the earth. But if they have to, they even use uh, subterranean underground, you know, tunnels and things and mm-hmm. they can uh, walk there and they they like they're like armies that that march down there and they do things. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White and the Seven yeah. Dwarfs. Totally comes back. Yeah. I hope. Totally. I hope. Didn't, I he, hope. Didn't, didn't he really tune into that? He really yeah. tuned yeah. Disney really did tune into the elementals. In, in Fantasia, too, the, the, the oh, images yes. there oh, yes. of, of the elementals and the spirits and the angels yeah. and so Absolutely. On. Yeah. Well, you know, there have been many stories about children seeing angels and seeing elementals. Oh, let's you get know. into that. We, we will. And I think that, you know, the ones they typically see are the, the fairies, the, the ones that are more ephemeral yeah. and ethereal. But I think they see gnomes too. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you said elves are, are part yeah. of that. So, yeah. Well, let's take a short break and uh, we'll be continuing our discussion of elementals with uh, reverends Nerly and Peter Duffy and Terry. our friend Terry. Yeah. So uh, please stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. 
RememberTSL.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Open Door, where today we're talking about elemental life. We've been joined by Reverends Nelly and Peter Duffy. And it's been an interesting topic already because we can tell how big and wide this topic truly is. I was thinking during the break about the fact that we live now in the or near the Yellowstone Caldera, the site of one of the largest volcanic explosions, eruptions ever in the you know, recorded history. And beyond that, actually, I think they figured out this is probably the biggest ever. And I thought about how many elementals are involved in this. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have the earth elementals. We've got the water elementals because the, they need that water to expand these geysers and whatnot. We've got the fire, the salamanders, mm-hmm. who are that fire element. And we've got the air Mm-hmm. You know, the... The sylphs. The sylphs, yeah. yeah. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, they're all working together here, and hopefully yeah. they're working to keep this thing from going off. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. And the other thing, too, that has been in the teachings that we understand about elemental life is that they are not originally endowed with a threefold flame, as we are. And they can earn that threefold flame. And one of the pathways to earning that flame is through the heart of mankind. Hmm. So working with us and us working with them being you know, graceful and kind and loving and compassionate, we can aid and abet the elementals gaining that threefold flame. But until they do, when they die, mm-hmm. they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was almost at a kind of a sad note to think about this. But Well, elementals you know. get pretty sad too because when they know that, you know, that they, can, they can live literally for hundreds and hundreds of years and they do have children and they do have families just like we do, when they die, they're not immortal. They don't re-embody. They just, it's kind of like the leaf falling from the tree. That's kind of it. So they get kind of sad about that. And oh, Mark yeah. Prophet said that he attended um, funerals of elementals, and they would be very, very sad about that. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is that um, some of them can actually cross over into the human kingdom and can actually earn a threefold flame and actually go on to ascend. Yes. Well, I think in terms of the hierarchy of, of life and consciousness, it, we, we know from <clears throat> our studies that Archangel Michael began as an elemental. Yeah. Yes. You know, a very humble little yeah. you know, blade, of grass, a blade of grass. Yeah. And, you know, the next thing you know, he's the, the captain of the, of the God's army. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just thinking that it's very interesting for us to not be more aware of, of elemental life simply because the great numbers of elementals yes. that exist in our universe yeah. and beyond counting 
And here we are, you know, talking about them as if they're some kind of mythological critter, which, of course, we know better that they're not. Anyway, I just wanted well, to... The, the, the tribes, you know, before civilization, you know, many of the you know, tribes that were, lived close to nature were very much in tune with the elementals and, and work point. with them. Yeah. And, you know, the American Indians could, you know, they could work with elementals to make it rain and, 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 and so on. Yeah. And yeah. This, yeah. these things are very common in, in societies. And they had... Uh, they had an attunement with the Holy Spirit and with and with the the spirits actually the the consciousnesses that were part of nature. Well, the cycles they lived by were, right. were governed by, right. and they had a great respect for it too. Yeah. I mean, the way they the, the way they would slaughter a, a buffalo. I mean, every part of that buffalo would get used. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not the same today necessarily, but at a, at a certain time it was. And, and yeah. wouldn't they ask first? Yes, that they would ask the spirit, yes. ask the spirit. Yes. and they would apologize to the spirit and say, you know, you are going to lay down your life and you're going to, many, many men will be fed from you and mm. this will be your sense of immortality, you know, but because we take in the substance of you and you will live in us and all of that. You know, we spoke a moment ago about elemental life having no conscious continuity until they have a threefold flame. It's an interesting concept to realize that, again, you know, that, that when they're done, they're done. But they don't have to be done. You talked about you know serving mankind and we are serving them. One of the things in our reading that we you know haven't discussed yet is the fact that we each have elementals assigned to us. Yes. Yeah. So we can actually give them assignments. As, you know, you said when you were in Australia during the you know fighting the drought that you gave them assignments, you gave them thought forms. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Yes. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. And there's probably a lot of things we could accomplish in in America oh, yeah. and and throughout the world. Yeah, drought in California, for example, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, environmental problems in many places. You know, get the elementals to work in California. You know, send them by a flame. <laughs> toxic um, toxic spills, and toxic yes. spills, the water. radioactive waste, Fukushima. I mean, is uh-huh. that, that that's actually a very interesting story about. Um, yes. Remember the Three Mile Island nuclear disaster oh, sure. in America. Yeah. Uh, and there was a, a problem with uh, the, the reactor vessel. There was steam was building up and hydrogen gas and everything. So Mrs. Prophet actually um, gave some specific elemental the assignment to go to their reactor, and she told them exactly what to do to take oh. care of the problem. And she said they went, and they did what she told them to do and came back and said, we did it. And then, you know, some hours later, the news report said, okay, the problem is... <laughs> Problem solved. Wow, I hadn't heard that. that. That was in 79. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> just imagine if, if, if each of us started to work with the elementals, <clears throat> excuse me, once mm-hmm. a day, mm-hmm. you know, just for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. What, what, what a difference that alone would right. make. Right, right. A, a conscious cooperation. You know, even working with the seasons, even working with the, the different aspects of this. I mean, you can imagine how far it could go. It's, it's like the little elementals, you know, they're, they're tiny or mm-hmm. they're huge. This yeah. one's as huge as mountains. What did Mark say? He said uh, <coughs> they could be as small as his uh, small fingernail, fingernail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and or, or as tall as a, as a mighty uh, redwood. 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 Yeah. 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 Some of the, the davers and the elementals and the mountain ranges, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's talk about that some more. You know, we know that the gnomes, can, perhaps the smallest, to you know, certain various sizes up, up to including what we get to later, our body elemental. But the sylphs of the air are... Bigger and yeah, the sylphs yeah. are very beautiful. Yeah. Mark said they're very gracious. They, they, they flow. Mm-hmm. They bend their forms. You know, and you can see it sometimes in the clouds. You know, you can see these forms that look almost angelic, and and the higher yeah. developed they are, you can actually um, see the eyes and the facial features. He said they're they're extremely beautiful and they're extremely um, fascinating. One of the things he said about them is that they because they breathe the air of the Holy Spirit. 
um, they are actually present at the birth of each person, and they help to breathe that breath, that first first breath into oh. the child, the power of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, just think at every birth there's there's all these beautiful angels and elementals you know there helping the mother and helping the doctors and the nurses i mean there's no limit to what we can get them to do you know you were mentioning before the show nearly in fact your physician that they aid in a bed healing yes i was astounded to hear that you know if anybody out there including all of us has a health problem call to the elementals and call also to your body elemental, who's like a little miniature elemental that you have mini with me. you, mini-me, <laughs> and uh, you ask them to help you to with your mm-hmm. specific health problem. You tell them, you know, I have diabetes. I need you to normalize my blood sugar. I need you to get to the cause and core of this. I need you to help me with my diet and exercise or whatever and, and bring me any different natural remedies as well as the traditional ones that can help me. I mean, you get really specific with them, and they'll go out and do it. <laughs> they will do it, I'm, I'm assuming. Now, I asked this question up to and including doing the will of God, but are they yes. are they tuned to the will to know that maybe you're not supposed to be well, healed right now? And yeah, they, they are tuned to the will of God, and that's a whole interesting thing is because when we, we talked about the burden a bit before, mm-hmm. but when they get really burdened, um, and if the energy, you know, say there's a lot of anger around, and they can't deal with it. They try to shrug it off. And if they can't shrug it off, they will actually um, start to act it out and, and start to create uh, whirlpools of anger that can end up uh, producing, you know, like a cyclone or a hurricane or whatever. So, wow. so we really have to work with them and be very specific and tell them that, you know, they may only do the will of God. They may only do what's right in the situation. Do you think that storms would happen if weren't for the density of human karma? <laughs> no, no, that's 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 the thing, uh, and 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 the whole thing about the will of God and the elementals is actually a very important point because they're a little bit different from the angels. The angels, uh, you know, are always in attune with the will of God and won't do something that isn't good, uh, and they shrug off the the anger and the negativity and so on. But the elementals are more kind of obedient servants to to man, whatever man wants them to do or whatever man puts on them, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know. It's like, think of like the children in the family. You know, if the parents are arguing, uh, the, the children become burdened, you know, and they, they absorb oh. it and they internalize it. And this is what you see with the, with the elementals. They take in the, the negative emotional energy of mankind and they outpicture it in storms and, and fires and, and so on. Now, um, black magicians, sorcerers can entrap. Right. They, yeah. can, they can imprison elementals. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, um, one of the, the, the classic images of this is, um, you know, the, the witch with the black cat. Yes, they're, so they're familiar. The familiar, yeah, the familiar is an elemental which is doing uh, the bidding of uh, the witch. And, uh-huh. and the elemental may come and go from the body of that cat, but that's where it kind of resides. So, so the, the, like the ravens are used in that way sometimes? Ravens, another one. Uh, what are the other animals? Fire. Well, I mean, well, I, fire uh, the fire elemental, the, the, the fiery salamander, uh, traditionally in the past has been imprisoned um, in the bodies of either dinosaurs way back or even um, the mythical dragon, breathing fire, yeah. is actually an imprisoned um, elemental and it can be uh, released from that body. And, and you know, Mark Prophet had a, a fiery elemental come to him and say, you are having problems with your neighbors, I can go burn down their house. And, and, and Mark said, no, wow. that's not what we do. 
But That's you can start a barbecue. Well, there's a whole science to this, working what, with them. Would an imprisoned uh, salamander be uh, possibly in the body of a, a grizzly bear? I mean, that's not a... We've heard that. That's We've not a, that. a harmless animal. No, yeah, yeah and, and, it, and it's acting out its anger because anger. it's imprisoned in this body. And they say that it's got a constant headache because it's, its head is actually larger than the head of the grizzly. So it, 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 it's, it's painful for it. So it's, it's, it's angry. Well, and then you've got somebody like a St. Francis of Assisi that can work with the wolves and the bears and the... Yeah. yeah. A son well, of God. You, uh, Peter, said a moment ago something that I thought was really fascinating that I'd like to maybe go into a little bit more, and that is that the, the, the elemental is susceptible to human will yeah. you know, in terms of what it can be induced to do, whereas the angels are not. Yeah. How many elementals are imprisoned? I mean, are we talking about a, a vast number? Or is this something that's fairly rare? Do we know? Um, I don't, I'm not sure that we really know, but and there's kind of different levels. There, there's elementals that are really imprisoned in, you know, matrices of black magic and witchcraft. And one thing we've been told uh, that this manifest has is the um, hurricanes that come across the Atlantic. They mm-hmm. originate off the coast of Africa where, you know, there are people who are really consciously practicing black magic and witchcraft mm-hmm. and voodoo and so on. And they come across the Pacific. Uh, they intensify over the Caribbean where there's also a lot of voodoo. Mm-hmm. They end up in the southern U.S. and Louisiana and Florida and, and, and so on. So it's it's people consciously, you know, creating these matrices which these elementals are imprisoned in. Uh, but there's also karmic vulnerability in America, which, you know, leads to these things happening here. Yeah. So there's a science to cutting free the elementals who are imprisoned in these matrices. If you just let them free... They'll just, you know, go berserk, you know, and it might. <laughs> yeah. So what you've got to do is call to the angels to bring them under the dominion of the hierarchs of their kingdom. So we can, that was the yes. point I wanted to get to, is we, we can free them. Yes. Yeah. We have that capability. But there's a science to freeing them, and you, and you need to call to Archangel Michael to protect them, and you need to call to the violet flame to transmute the yeah. anger or the hatred or the energy, and uh, very specific calls. And there, a lot of them are actually in that book. There's four fantastic prayers in that book. And that, that book, again, is, is, Mother Nature, is Mother Nature Mad. It's one of our pocket guides. And you can find that on Amazon. Uh, you can go to tsl.org, put it in the search bar. You'll find a reference to where you can get it. And I think it's in digital form, too, is it not? Yeah, it's also an e-book. Yeah, yeah. so it's an e-book. Anyway, well, let's take a quick break. We're talking about elementals. We've got a lot more to cover. And this has been really fun so far. It's going by so fast. Oh. Made us an elemental oh. for time. <laughs> the <laughs> Slow down. The deeds are coming up. Okay. Good. Well, thanks very much for staying with us, everybody. We'll be back shortly. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. 
Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Stay with us. Um, We're talking today about elementals, elemental life, and in particular, we're talking about the four kingdoms of elementals, earth, air, fire, and water, which are the gnomes, the undines, the sylphs, and the salamanders. And we have already covered, to some extent, the gnomes. We talked about the earth. We talked a bit about those of the air. Fire, salamanders. We were talking at the end of the last um, section about how they are perhaps more imprisoned than the others. And I was thinking during the break about all the critters that bite and sting and burn, you know, everything from fire ants and, and bumblebees to whatever, you know, that are these perhaps elementals that have been imprisoned and this is how they're expressing their fire? Well, it could very well be. <laughs> I mean, you think of the rattlesnake as being just something that you just absolutely stay away from, yeah. you know, as an example. Yeah. Um, and the fire ants and all these various <laughs> things, yeah. I think that's where my mind goes. The other place my mind went, and thank you for also reminding me of this, Peter, was that we're talking about elementals from one particular standpoint, which is the burdens upon them, that mm. they have been the victims of the density of human emotion, human ignorance, and human despair, etc. They're also joyful, light, they're graceful, they're ephemeral. There's a lot of very positive mm-hmm. qualities to yeah. the elementals and mm-hmm. elemental life that we should maybe just dwell upon for mm-hmm. a moment here, that these are, these are gracious, capricious, happy yeah. Yeah. life forms. Yeah, even in uh, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you see the, 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 they're sleepy and grumpy and, and kind of <laughs> and all, all, all these seven <laughs> manifestations of, of density that they're bearing right. for people. But they're also very happy, you know, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. They're very joyous and they play and they play leapfrog and, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the other interesting thing about that is um, they respond to the divine feminine in Snow White. She can sort of now, now, you know, bring them all into (laughs) order and they, you know, sit around and they'll do 
what she asks them to do. But she is representing a, a Christ-like consciousness. Well, and um, they're utterly which, in love with her. And they're utterly in love, you know. Yeah. And that's elementals do love the Divine Mother yeah, in right. each of us. And so, um, you know, Mother Mary will work with the nature spirits and the elementals. So, I think there's the, in these little stories, there's all kinds of, you know, keys here for us. I just want to go back to the fiery salamanders because I remember that Mark Prophet said that these fire elementals are huge. And mm-hmm. he said when they're correctly understood, even though you think, okay, fire is pretty scary, he said they're very beautiful beings and they're very close to the heart of God and that's where they get their joy. And the fiery mm-hmm. salamander is the highest and the most spiritual of the um, nature spirits because the fire element is so plastic, it's so completely free from matter, you know, and yet you see that the fire can destroy material and yet it's the most powerful and ephemeral of, of all of them and that, you know, the fire itself actually has a, a kind of a joy to it well, when mean, it's contained in the grate. Well, you mentioned the, the breath of the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. at the moment of birth that here is the fire that we speak of when we say, you know, the fire from heaven, the fire of conversion, the fire yeah. of the Holy Spirit, the tongues of fire, Pentecost. Yeah. Yeah. That if we look at the four elements, of course, we know that we need every single one of them in balance to survive. Mm-hmm. We need air, we need water, we need the, the fire of life, and we need a place to, for gravity to, you know, mm-hmm. basically anchor us in the earth. And also the earth is where we obtain our food and whatever. So these are places where if we think about them from the standpoint we were mentioning a moment ago of balanced Mm. happy, mm. then we don't get these extremes of weather. Mm-hmm. We don't get these, yeah. these these various anomalies of things happening like a cyclone or, mm-hmm. or a forest fire or whatever. Yeah. You were going to read something nearly, I think, about how if everything was in balance, oh, yeah. we wouldn't be having rainstorms. We'd oh, have yeah. a constant beautiful mist and the dew. Would, you know, it's just, it's a lovely image. If you wouldn't mind yes. maybe reading some of that. Mark gave us the image of what life could be like if we worked together with the elementals. And he says... Quote, if we had followed the divine plan, we would be able to see and be friends with the nature spirits. And I want to come back to the subject. How many of us <laughs> saw little nature spirits when we were children? We would not have to deal with lesser or greater storms. There you go. The ground would, be sh- would shed forth dew to water our crops. No rain would fall, but a dew would appear from the air. The air would be saturated with moisture moisture in just the right amounts everywhere on earth. And the deserts would bloom as the rose and there would be no excess moisture and no lack of it. It would be just right for every climate. You would have the most beautiful weather and you would have the most beautiful flowers all over the world. You would have plenty of food and you would find that people would not be killing animals to live. There would be abundant fruit. Many of the fruits that would manifest are not even on the planet now. We would have communion with elementals showing them how to step up into a higher manifestation and we would be receiving our instructions from angels. (laughs) So what Mark's telling us here is when our hearts are connected to God's heart, we're connected to the elementals and the angels and the sons and daughters of God, and nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Well, it, it, it makes it even more relevant and important, I think, to consider the plight of the elementals today being so far out of balance, thanks to us and thanks to mankind's yeah. again, you know, ignorance, despair, etc. So, we've talked about it before. What can we do on a daily basis? Something that we can handle, add to our lives and our, mm-hmm. our, our patterns that could give succor, comfort, mm-hmm. and transmutation and healing to the yeah. elementals. 
Well, the, the one thing we can do is uh, send violet flame to the elementals. And you can also actually teach the elementals to give violet flame decrees. They like to, to decree, don't they? They like to give decrees. <laughs> but they need your threefold flame, your heart flame, to actually decree because they don't have one themselves. So they will decree if you decree and yeah. you invite them. So you have to invite them. You have to invite them and they depend on your heart flame. So when, you, when you're sitting down to do some violet flame decrees for mm-hmm. 15 minutes or whatever, Invite the elementals to come and join you, and they'll come and sit there, and they'll have their little decree books, and they'll <laughs> and they'll they'll so they'll decree language. along you and give you and multiply your violet flame. Ah. Oh, now, we actually have a troop, yes, of attendant elementals. Don't twelve we? of them. Twelve. We twelve elementals. Three of each that have been given to us, and so the important thing is to remember to call to them, and when you call to them, you always call in the name of the Christ. So you say, in the name of my Holy Christ Self, I call to my 12 elementals, and I ask you now to go into the situation of, and you say whatever it is, it might be somebody's just attempted suicide, or somebody is ill, mm-hmm. or you know there's about to be a terrorist attack, or whatever it might be. Nothing's too big, nothing's too small. You send them there, and you say exactly what it is you want them to do. Wow. And then you say, and I ask that my call be adjusted according to the will of God. Amen. Just that simple. Now, as we ask them to serve us in this way, we're, help, we're helping them to gain, through their service, the threefold mm, flame. Right. So yeah. it's a nice circular yes. effort there. Sir. And they love to help. I mean, they're just like waiting to be asked, and they're joyous, their biggest joy is to serve and help. Here's, a, here's an image for that. Think of your dog, you know. Yeah. It, just, it just wants to do things to yeah, serve you. Sure, it's just yeah. waiting for yeah, you to yeah. give it something to do, you know, and they just, they just love serving. You know, I mean, Throw the, the stick. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> the seeing-eye dogs and the service dogs, they so love to, to help yeah. people and to serve, and, and it's a kind of a good image for elementals in general. Well, now, and here's a great topic. Yes. Are, are pets elementals? Often Many they times, are. They yeah. Often they are. Elementals times. can em- can embody in the so animal. So when you have an animal, often I I don't have a dog right now, but I remember the last one I had had a great personality. And I often thought of it. I I would see the thought forms going on in his head behind his eyes, and I knew yeah. that he had something more yes. in him. Yeah. It wasn't just a dog. And they're so, and they're so intelligent, some of them. Yeah. Oh the, man. The stories you hear. So so if you make your ascension, can you sponsor that? particular dog that elemental to uh maybe mm. come back and embody with a threefold flame how what's the what's the cycle there how does that happen when you can sponsor an elemental does does anybody i'm not quite a, sure about that one i don't okay. know either i'm not quite yeah. sure but i think i, just I think it is possible that if if they start to work with you and you and they serve you they might well go on well, to do that in the absence of the threefold flame the life force is repolarized right when they make the transition so they go back into i guess in an animal's yeah case would be the group soul they have a group soul yeah. Yeah. yeah okay i have to ask how many of you saw elementals or nature spirits when you were a little child well <laughs> I, I did not you know i i probably have believed in it all along but yeah never physically saw i them. definitely believe that i did and i i remember instances when i was about two years old where there would be these beings that were knocking yes. on the window mm. of the bedroom where i lived and it scared me i mean mm. I, I don't know what their intention was but i was startled i remember mm. not feeling this quite so love. comfortable <laughs> but then my children yeah reported to me that they saw and they didn't describe what they saw but they they, they saw something yeah so i would prompt them to say well what, did it look like an angel did it well no how big was it you know and they yeah. would go like that yeah Couple feet off the ground, oh, so I assume wow. they were probably gnomes. Right. But you said, um, do the fairies fall into the gnomic category? Or are they in the more of the the sylph category? 
I think I think the fairies are a little bit more gnomic, but um, I'm not really sure. Well, when when I was reading a story, I saw fairies my, at the bottom of the garden. By the way, well, that's when I was little. You did see them. Was it J. M. Barry? Was yes. The, yeah. Yes. Saw them and wrote about them, of course. Yes. But the um, the stories that people have written for children. Yes. I remember yeah. my my oldest daughter pointed at one. This is the first time we'd seen this book, and it was a pixie. Yes. Little teeny thing, you know, she'd point right at it like she knew what it was. Yeah. And I told her what it was and all that. But yeah. how it's quite this, remarkable. How about this place in, uh, I want to say in Ireland, where the, you know, like a cabbage will grow the size of yes. a huge... Oh, oh Findhorn. Findhorn. Findhorn, yeah. yeah. Now, do these people see them and talk to them and work with them? They definitely work yeah, with them. Yeah, the, the Davis. Yeah. yeah. They call them Davis. Now, yeah. Yeah, and they had remarkable, I mean, uh, results in the garden. I mean, you know, cabbages that were just huge, and they were growing, uh, like, uh, right in the far north of Scotland. It's even above the Arctic Circle. It's just right, right on that, <laughs> on the circle. Yeah, it's and, and, and just growing on sand. And but you know, working with the elementals, they had these amazing results. And it, it's a, an, an example of what we could do with the whole earth if we work with the elementals. Was that Eileen Caddy? Eileen yeah. Caddy. And yeah. did you know? And did Caddy. you know that a deva is a actual? Variation of an angel. It's it's a kind of an, an more in the angelic. So an angel that works with the elements. Angel that works with the elements. Oh, interesting. And okay. there was an author called Jeffrey Hodgson that used to draw them and see them, and he just described incredibly beautiful davas of the mountains or davas of the trees. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! And he wow. said, if you looked into their eyes, oh my God! He said the wisdom there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is wonderful. Well, again, we've just kind of jammed through another segment here. We're going to have to take a break again, but oh. please stay with us. We have one more segment to go. We're talking about elementals. Back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you for staying with us. You are listening to The Open Door, and today... We're talking about elementals, elemental life, and how they kind of break down into four essential kingdoms, earth, air, fire, and water. And we've more or less covered the earth, the air, and the fire. Now we're going to talk about the undines, the, uh, the, the water element 
this planet is three-fourths water. Mm, yeah. We are basically about 75% water. Mm-hmm. So you would think that we would have the greatest affinity for the, the water elementals. And it's interesting, um, before the show started, we were asking the question, you know, which elemental do you think your body elemental most likely resembles? I think Peter, you said the surfer. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, I just love the beach. Yeah, I love I, the water. Well, I, I was going to say, the point was that yeah. we all feel an affinity, I think, yeah. For certain locales, certain conditions, yeah. I'm like you. I mean, I could live on a beach the rest yeah. of my life and be quite happy. Yeah. But we're in a mountain area right now. A thousand miles from the beach. We're a long yeah. ways away. But I mean, the, the point being that elemental life is fir- firmly and fully intertwined with our lives. Uh-huh. We cannot go anywhere without encountering them, whether we see them or not. Yeah. You asked the question, you know, have we seen them as children? Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd seen them more clearly, but, you know, out of the corner of your eye, maybe you see a little flicker of movement. But in the end... We look at life as a rich tapestry of elemental cooperation. Yeah. Yeah. So we want that to continue. We want to make sure that whatever else we're doing, we're cooperating with the elements, elementals. We're giving them assignments, tasks, things that can help the earth. Praying and also for them. Praying for them so that the burdens that they bear can be relieved and they can return to the state that they're more naturally inclined to, which is joy. Yeah. You know, so now, is a dolphin an undine in a physical body? They're very, I mean, their intelligence Gary, you is... you just keep asking these questions that I don't know the answer to. Their intelligence is just the, off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins and whales have um, yeah. a flame of the Divine Mother to them. So you could, yeah. you could say they might be. Yeah. I mean, the, your classic undine is like the mermaid and the merman. Okay. And, the, and they have, you know, the body of the fish and, and they swim and they take care of the water. I mean, they've got a huge job to yes, take care do. of the water. You know, you've seen those videos of the pollution on YouTube with the, mm. you know, the, the amount of cleaning up that they have to do is incredible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to share something. Um, elementals serve the pure in heart, and that's why they're always around children. And apparently you can't fool the elementals <laughs> yeah. because they see through you just like children see through you, and they actually know our ulterior motives. So they know if you're manipulating them because of your pride or ambition or you just want to stop the storm or do whatever you're going to do, they actually know everything about us. So it's very important that we have purity of our heart and our motives because we've got to earn their trust before they can work with us. And once they trust us, it's like feeding the birds. You know, you feed the birds the first time and then you just keep coming back and they'll be gathered waiting for you by the time you're ready to feed them the next time. So really important to develop trust because elementals have been really hurt by uh, not dealing with trustful people. Yeah. Well, you see that in the life of St. Francis. You know, he had such a communion with the elementals because they could see that, that his heart was totally pure. No harm. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things we could do. We have these various decrees on these various rays. So before we begin working with the elementals, say with violet flame, we could do one uh, purity uh, decree just to kind of get our force field aligned in a, a little bit more pure way, and then take off from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, it's just a reminder that the strength of our prayer, the, the value of the prayer is, is largely uh, akin to aligned with the belief and faith that we have in the fact that we can make these things actually work. Right. That a lot of people might pay lip service to this reality but not really believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, so for one of the things we would ask anybody who's listening, and then, of course, in the teachings we try to do this, too, is to have that faith have that awareness, have the knowledge that whatever we're praying for can, in fact, become reality, yeah. that we can make a difference because we feel just, I mean, so small sometimes and mm-hmm. feel like an elemental sometimes right. that, in fact, we have the capability and the wherewithal and the power 
to create an environment wherein the elementals can live mm. comfortably and harmoniously with us. Yeah, and you do it. Yeah, you know, initially you have to have a little bit of faith, but then you start doing it and you see the results. Like you did in Australia. Like we did in Australia. Yeah. And then you think, oh, boy, this, really, <laughs> this stuff really works, you know. And, <laughs> and then you realize, wait a minute, this is a quite a responsibility I have here, you know, when, yeah. when, when there's, there's so much power and what, what you could do. Indeed. Well, uh, one topic we alluded to earlier I'd like to come back to briefly, and that is that we talked about elementals before they acquire a threefold flame, basically losing the continuity of consciousness when they pass on. Mm-hmm. So they are repolarized, they go back into whatever the elemental group soul might look like, mm-hmm. they come back again, but they don't have that continuity of consciousness that we have. An exception to this is the body elemental, mm. because our body elemental is with us incarnation to incarnation. So that elemental has the capacity to have the continuity of consciousness that we have, and I'm not sure we share the consciousness necessarily, but one of the things I'm wanting to talk about is what does that elemental look like? You know, we know that it's, a, it's like mini-me. You mentioned it before, narrowly, and you were talking about this in you know, terms of yeah. where your elemental might most likely yeah. be would be wearing a swim trunks and a yeah, <laughs> and my, the flip-flops. My, my or body <laughs> but they say that your body yeah. elemental kind of looks like you, and yeah. it's maybe about three feet high, mm-hmm. uh, similar physical appearance to you. But one thing, you know, you, th- you think about your body and all the things it does, you know. Uh, you you breathe, and you don't have to think about, okay, time to breathe in, time to breathe out, <laughs> time to breathe in. Uh, and, you know, and your heart beats, and, and there's Without so many, trying. Uh, there's yeah. so much uh, intelligence in, in the body. Uh, you know that that mm-hmm. happens without your conscious awareness, and and your body elemental is really what takes care of these things. So it's really important to learn to work with your body elemental because it's there all day, every day, taking care of you. But most of us don't give it a second thought. We're lucky to think of it every day, let alone you know frequently. And it's actually dressed like you, often from your favorite lifetime or your favorite outfit. And it will work with you. It stays with you your entire lifetime. And then when you ascend, it ascends too. So it's very important to talk to your body elemental and tell it what you want it to do. You know, like we're having a difficulty with our joints today and I'd like you to, (laughs) you know, ease the uh, comfort around the joints and and lubricate the joints and tell me what foods I need or tell me what exercise or tell me what I need to do, you know, to help you with this. And I really go really well with the gratitude and the joy. Really appreciate your work with me on this. I really love you. Send love to your body elemental. If you just like do it every day, it becomes a habit and then they start to really work with you and they will bring you the most amazing things. Um, I was really interested in a particular form of healing. One day I just bumped into my coworker here and she said, I just found this great book. And I went, oh, I've been looking for this book, you know, and, 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 and a book I didn't even know about, but it was just perfect. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, the, the body elemental and the other elementals will bring you things like that. It's did, interesting. Did you have a, a, a quick call or something that you wanted to I pull do. from that How book? I do. How did you tune into We've that? We've got about a minute can and a half just, to go. Can I just say this prayer? Yeah. In the name of my mighty eye and presence, the Holy Christ Self, I call for the transmutation of all burdens upon elemental life due to human discord and selfishness that manifests at every level of being. I call to the alien to give every elemental the divine image and vision of the golden age to come so that every elemental can hold the pattern for perfect form on earth. Let the earth be sealed in the pattern of perfection and the healing thought form. According to the will of God, let it be done. Page 96 is nature, Mother Nature Man. Wonderful. <laughs> and it's Thank got you. four other prayers. Awesome. Oh, wonderful. That's awesome. And, we, and we'd like to hear from uh, our listeners if they've got any elemental stories. And I always say, we are at 
webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and the ball's in your court, Tom. Well, I just want to say thank you to Nerly and Peter both for being here. This has been really fun. Enjoy it. It goes by very fast. Yeah. And um, it's one of those topics that we can visit again and again because I guess part of the lesson in this whole topic area, these are elemental life forms that are with us all the time. Mm. Not separate from us, but with us. Let's take this grand journey together, you know, help heal them and help to heal the earth. And yeah. at but some point, we're going to make it. There's been yeah. a lot of fun. And, it has and been. the image is like the Garden of Eden, where the, the, the earth brought the fruit in abundance and man was with the animals and, you know, everything was abundant and joyful. Abundant, yeah. balanced. And joy. then we left the garden and cursed as the ground and, you know, <laughs> with the sweat of the brow and everything. But we can get back there. That's we, we can that's get back. I think that's, that's a great note to leave the show on. So thank yeah. you both for being with us. Thank you again, Terry, for being part of this. You're welcome. And as we like to say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, (laughs) the rewards are Are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.